Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan and Lexi here. Lexi's Hello. finishing up changing a diaper as we speak. <laughs> Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm having a good day. How about you? Good. Yeah. We're home from our um our fall vacation. And I'm so happy to be home. So happy. Isn't the best part of vacation is coming home and all the excitement that you have once you oh, get home. Yeah. It's like everything's awesome. So I love doing laundry. I love washing my dishes. I love being home. I love everything. And <laughs> when I get home from vacation, I just get it yeah. like rejuvenated. It's very true. And I knew that this trip was going to like, whatever reason, mark my entrance into like holiday celebration, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, we got to hit the ground running, got to do all the things. So yeah. Yep. Yep. So what did you guys do on your trip? Uh, We went to Southern Utah, which is like the desert. It's people go there in the wintertime because it's like always, I think Brian was saying, the low that it gets is like 50 or something. So even in the dead of winter, it's still like 50 degrees there. So people come from Northern Utah down there Mm -hmm. to go swimming and to go biking and stuff in like January and February. So how many hours away is it? Uh, four and a half hours away. Okay. Yeah. It's so crazy. The different temperatures from where you live to there. Oh, it's It's like four and a half hours away. Yes. We live in set because we're at the base of the mountain range, right where we are just an hour south it's like desert it's so weird (laughs) but everything else is mountains so no you're not gonna do that did you stay in an airbnb or in a hotel uh we stayed my father-in-law rented a house so we all stayed although i don't know if i told you this but we missed being there he basically rented it for a week and said come when you can but Mm -hmm. we didn't get to go down when o'brien's siblings were able to go down so Mm -hmm. that was kind of a bummer but um, it was just still really fun, just very easy place to take the kids on vacation because of so much being outdoor related. Mm-hmm. Cool. So. And so his whole family went, that's fun. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Um, you said you were eating a bagel. It made me think I just got some everything bagel seasoning and I'm very excited about the next time I make bagels because now I have this everything bagel seasoning. Oh yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever got that before? Yes, I have it. Is yours Trader Joe's or what? No, it was at okay. our neighborhood co-op. So I'm not sure okay. what brand it is. I usually just make plain ones or sesame seed bagels. Brian likes the ones that I make when I put dried blueberries in them. Mm. Don't make them very often because they're expensive to make, but mm-hmm. yeah, I bet that's good. Um, yep. So what else is new in your life? We haven't talked in a while. Okay, literally, I don't even, I can't even think what to tell you because like I was saying yesterday, I should have taken notes of don't talk to Jordan about this until you're recording. <laughs> I, something I was thinking about was like, we are, we've both been so busy, especially since I've had Winnie. Yeah. That it's, we haven't been able to podcast every single week like we were, yeah. but in some ways I think that's better. It probably makes us more interesting to listen to. Probably. We have more things <laughs> to catch up on. Well, the yeah. past month has been like, we went to G3, we came back and got cut up from that. And then we went and house sat for a week and then we came back and then we got cut up from that. And then we, um, had people staying in our camper. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was we that your first that. time you guys had people? Yes. There? Yes. Cool. And it went really great. It was, it was 
fantastic. And it was really exciting. Um, so yeah, it's just been like a whirlwind of doing things. And then you went on a trip and the past yeah. like month and a half has just been nonstop, but I'm hoping the next few weeks will be a little slower, at least on our side of the world, things are a little slower the next yes, few weeks. We will, we have to go back to school. Yeah. It's weird now. We have to have the kids in school. Yeah. <laughs> they actually have to go. <laughs> Um, this past week for me has been the week of organization and it's been something that has just come upon me. (laughs) So it started with the kids clothes because it got cold here this week. So I was like, okay, I really have to like switch out the fall clothes. I got to get the fall clothes in here, switch out the summer stuff that we're not going to be wearing anymore. Um, especially in Providence's closet, because I don't have an actual dresser for her in there. I just have one of the plastic things with the drawers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a plastic rubber yeah, like a little Rubbermaid drawers thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, Six that's what I drawers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it's fine when they're little babies, but once they start getting bigger, it their clothes yeah. are bigger, so yeah. it's not fitting as well. So I have to like get stuff out of there all the time once it's not being used anymore. So started with her closet. I did that, got all the winter clothes, fall winter clothes in, and then it moved down to the boys' closet and got all their stuff sizes changed seasons changed which led me to toys and I'm like okay now I gotta figure out all this mess of like my kids are great about picking up after themselves but you know they're kids so they don't always put it back in like an organized manner the way a mom would they put it back in a way little boys would um, which is fine most of the time but every once in a while I have to go intervene so that things don't get buried yeah so it led me to the toys, which led me to under the stairs, which led me to making that secret cove yesterday. Did you I just it? finished mine too. <laughs> Does it look good? Did they see yeah. it? Have they came home yet? Did they see it? No, no. They have a longer day today. So I think okay. I might like put a bowl of popcorn in there and just oh totally surprise the four older ones when, when they come yes. back. They're going to love it. Oh yes, they are. It's so exciting. That's, so yesterday my mother-in-law was here for a little bit. So I was like, can you keep them busy for a little bit? I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> after I cleaned out because under the stairs is like the toy closet and whenever we do hospitality oh. it's like kids can get in there and get stuff um mm-hmm. but in the back of under the stairs there was like my some totes with curriculum in it some like extra oh. gallons of paint it's like a bunch of stuff yeah. stuffed under there and I was like ooh, I was listening to that house to home episode and she was talking about making a little cove in their closet and I was like oh I could do this under the stairs so I pulled out the extra storage that I had in there and um, made that and then was like, hey, boys, I have a surprise for you. And they came downstairs and found it. They were just absolutely. Oh, cool. that's so sweet. They were so excited. And they slept in there last night. Oh, cute. Okay. So it's <laughs> supposed to be raining here for the next four days and down oh, into the 40s again. So that's why last night I was like, I really need to finish unpacking, but I also know it's in my oh. best interest to make this before yes. the next four days. <laughs> yes. yes. They've been sitting in there reading books. Ransom's been reading books out loud to Valor. They've been playing games. Oh, they, it's just, it. and I also put like a little shelf in there with little cubby holes in it. So mm-hmm. they can put like their special weird things that they want to keep, but there's no yeah. place for them, like a rock. That's that a good like, idea. Or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just like Is random little boy carpeting? treasures. There's like a little cubby hole. No, it's not. Okay. No, what did you concrete. put down on the ground? So my sister-in-law made one of those big crash pad pillows for us a few years back. That's like, oh my gosh, it's probably like four feet by three feet. It's a giant pillow. That's like four feet by three feet. And, um, we always had just had it in our living room. And, uh, whenever I was making this, I was like, Ooh, that would fit perfectly. So I put the big crash pad pillow on the bottom and then a couple extra pillows and a blanket and the lights. Okay. 
Oh, cute. So it's like really, I think I'm going to go to the thrift store and try and get, um, see if I can find like a, an old comforter or two to just layer it with cement. Yeah. Yeah. Or even sleeping bags. Yeah. Sleeping bags. Mm -hmm. Or a big piece of foam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. (laughs) I love it. Um, I don't know if I was more excited or them. I was just like, this is the coolest thing. I would have loved it when I was little. (laughs) I have like a little secret cove under the stairs and like a place to put my special treasures. Well, and I was telling you last night, we went, when we were at Pastor Toby's house in Idaho, they had one like that. And something I hadn't considered was that with the door shutting, it kept, even though the kids, little kids had a place to go play during hospitality, the toys didn't necessarily migrate out. So it didn't make a huge mess. So I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty smart. Yeah, that is smart. And it all being confined, it's like even if every single one of those toys would be dumped on the floor, it's like not a huge deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that led to that, which has now led to books, which is what Jared and I tackled this morning. Um, our like family library was just overflowing because we hadn't weeded things out in a very long time, just kind of yeah. kept kept uh kept adding to it and when we first moved in we had like very set categories of books and everything was super mm-hmm. organized of where all the books went and where they what they were um and so we went through today because I was like I know because we were talking about getting more bookshelves yeah and I felt like that a lot of the books if we actually looked through them we probably would be able to weed out a lot and we have <laughs> so oh, we got rid of so many books today because it's like well you've abandoned the faith You've gone woke. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. How many Zondervans did you throw out? Oh my gosh. So many, so many. I was telling Jared about that, about how you threw out all your Zondervan books. I was like, and Jared was like, I refuse to even give these to the Goodwill. I don't want anyone to read these. These are going in the trash. Yeah, or they burnt. That's exactly what I did. So yeah, we, we uh, got rid of a lot of books, which opened up a lot of space, which we were able to organize them all. So yeah. I feel like bookshelves. I was literally thinking of this last night. It's so hard once you get a lot like readers, like yes. people reading, because yeah. then Ari and Ira will go through the bookshelf and pull stuff off and look at it, which I want them to be able mm-hmm. to do, but they don't necessarily yeah. know how to organize it yeah. in the same way I that do. Agrees. And I'm feeling bad about it last night, but then I was also remembering like, well, your home needs to be functional. It doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. There is no perfect method to organize something, mm-hmm. but it does need to be functional. If it gets messy to the point of no longer being functional, well, then we have a problem, but I don't necessarily need to feel guilty that my bookshelves look somewhat messy. Right. You know? I, I heard but. on a podcast once someone who like uh, the little colored circle dots categorized books. I, I feel like Misty does that. Misty okay. um, which I, I don't know. That would just be an undertaking. It would probably be worth it. Yeah. Um, but it would be a pretty big job to go in and like color coordinate all the types of books into colors. Yeah. But like you said, like the more kids you get that are reading, it probably would be worth it. So they know where to put them. And a color, a color coding one is also easy too, for really, really littles who don't know yeah. how to read all, they can tell the color differences and you yeah. know, even just stack them in piles or something. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, yeah, I keep thinking, do I want to undertake categorizing, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds, if not thousands of books? It's honestly, it, what Jared and I both were super excited about it today because we were like now we know a little more. we knew that we had these books but uh-huh. some things that like escapes your memory sometimes and there was a couple of books in there today I'm like oh that would be a good one to give to this person or you know just books that I mm-hmm. thought would be helpful for people 
So that was exciting. And then we also found like some multiples of books that now we can give to people. And um, overall, it will be, it's the the best stewardship of our things if we know where they actually are. (laughs) So so, um, I'm excited about getting that done today. And it made me realize that I have a lot more books on my to read list than what I remembered. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot I bought that one. (laughs) I have a shelf, like a whole bookshelf, not just one shelf, but a bookshelf in my room of just to read books and it is absurd so, yeah so I have a little uh and I just want to show it to you hold on all of my books I bought is actually something I've been wanting to talk to you about it's coming to mind now so this is good that we're okay so this is my this is my like I don't even know what this is like a magazine an old mm-hmm. magazine holder thing from probably the 70s and I have this beside my bed and it has all of my like to read upcoming to read or things that I just read occasionally like uh our book club book that I just read like a chapter like there's like once a month that we meet or Mm -hmm. so so I have that in there and then I have like my um Samuel Rutherford book in there that's gonna that I'm gonna be reading for the rest of my life basically yeah (laughs) and then uh like Swiss Family Robinson that's like a bigger book that Ransom and I are reading together um Anna Karina that I pick up occasionally, like the, the books <laughs> that are like there that I'm kind yes. of reading, but also I don't read them every day. Um, I have those in that. And that's not even my bedside stack. I have a night table with my bedside stack too. You have a what? I, I call it my bedside stack. Oh yes. Yes. <laughs> my okay. stack of books that are on my bedside table. Um, which is, I usually don't like to get more than three books going at a time because I start getting overwhelmed. Um, but right now, <laughs> this, this is just, this doesn't include my huge stack on my nightstand too. It's horrifying. Okay. okay so what, what's on your bedside stack right now? Okay. So I've been reading, Brian's like, Lexi, every time I see you in your room, you're reading a different encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this year, I don't know. My, my reading is getting harder and harder to track the older I get because I want to do a deeper dive. So I am reading more dense things, which just means I'm reading less, less yeah. quantity, I guess. Yes. Yeah, me too. So, this year has been way less quantity for me. Yeah. My active piles, if you will, right now includes um, Protocol Matters. I'm finally reading that like curriculum from Ken and Press on manners and etiquette. Okay highly, highly recommend. It has helped me learn how to communicate instead of like being frustrated with little kids, not having good manners. It's helped me communicate kindly and respectfully to them. How to have better manners. I'm going to have to write that one down because we were, we were talking about even doing our whole focus for co-op next semester on etiquette and manners and like character development stuff. So that's part of why I'm reading it is because we're eventually going to get a, uh, Oh, what's it called? A program going at the school. So I finally, it's just called Protocol Matters. Okay. And I'm also reading Anti Fragile. Finally, that was a book that Brian told me multiple times. You need to read this. You need to read this. So that's been so good. It's very, very slow going, but um, just very helpful. It's helped me like stop feeling bad about having high standards just to put it simply and he's a Christian too. Mm -hmm. So from a Christian perspective, like if you have high standard, it's probably because you are pursuing anti-fragile things that will last longer than, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years. Yeah. Um, 
And then the other thing I'm actively reading right now is the Encyclopedia of Country Living. Mm-hmm. I am just learning so much from her. It's not even, I think if you feel like you don't have a homestead, you might not want to pick it up, but I'm learning so much about home management that I wish I would have known even as an early bride. Like mm-hmm. she had a whole super interesting section on um, menu planning and mm-hmm. That was just helpful to see like what is normal for larger families or like for families that are trying to eat more locally. Um, Do you feel like that's more of a like a resource book or are you, or is it like something that you're reading like cover to cover? I know you're reading it cover to cover, but like it's probably more of a book. Okay. Yeah. But I'm reading it cover to cover because I just, there's so much information in here. Mm Um, so yeah, most people wouldn't want to, but I find it fascinating. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she has a, a really cool, there's like a cool reading list in here too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just lots of super duper cool stuff. So, so I think that's my active pile right now. Okay. I'm going to limit myself to three. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me grab mine. Cause I don't know. I can't remember the authors. I am muting myself when I'm eating my bagel, by the way. So you that's can't fine. hear me chomping. That's <laughs> I'm going to eat while you talk about books. Okay, so I am, this is my nighttime read right now, Mr. Jonathan Edwards. Um, it's a little biography on Jonathan Edwards, which has been so interesting. It's like, I don't know, for me, as a wife of a pastor, I've heard the name Jonathan Edwards for, I don't know, we've been married 11 years now. So I've heard the name 11 years, but it's not someone that I, I knew that him and his wife had a great marriage. I knew mm-hmm. like the very basics about him. Um, but How'd you find it? Um, so Jared has a book guy and his book oh, okay. guy has really like, he used to have a bookstore and now he doesn't. Now he just has like a gigantic collection of old okay. fantastic books. Um, and Jared's book guy's wife sent it to me. And they're reliable. Yes. Okay, so cool. this is Mr. Jonathan Edwards by James placed at wood. Um, and it's an old book. I'm just going to try to see 68. So not like super old, but like an older book about him and that has just been so interesting um so yeah that's a good one um I also grabbed this last week how to be free from bitterness by Jim Wilson um by Doug Wilson's dad that is a really interesting book of only a few pages in so far but um yeah just like really eye-opening of like areas of my heart that I may have been harboring bitterness and not really admitting that to myself um and he talks about the difference in here between like guilt and bitterness and um like it's just been really good I've, I've really I've really liked it so far so I think that book was really good in regards to like seeing so much freedom in the gospel like to really not dwell on sin yeah when you have actually like acknowledged it and dealt with it mm-hmm why you can live freely after that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I am excited for that. Um, so I, I honestly, like, I feel like anyone who had anyone in like ministry or, um, or even like just being in marriage, anything like this is a really valuable book for anyone who is living in community with the other humans, <laughs> because so easily you can be sinned against and like harbor bitterness that oh, you yeah. didn't even realize you were. Um, so that has been mm-hmm. cool. Um, oh yeah. Henry and the great society. I told you about that one. Is this your fiction one? Yes. So this is the one that, uh, Jessica from Beavers Homestead recommended a very long time ago. Oh yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. So the rare Wait, deal of- tell me what's it about again? Why, why'd she recommend it? 
So, um, gosh, I am only like, I am two chapters in so far, so I'm not super far in, but, um, it's just kind of about how, um, the changes in modern society and the effect that it's having on us, I guess, to like sum it up. Interesting. What is it? What is the setting? It is like, let me think. I think it's like the early 1900s. In America? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to have to add that to my list. (laughs) Yeah. So far, it's interesting. And uh, I think it's just kind of a timely read. Yeah. I had this at G3, but I haven't started it yet. The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment. Oh, I love that one. Jeremiah Burroughs. Have you read this one, I guess? Yeah. I've just heard many, many people recommend it. So I thought it's probably, and I love, um, learning contentment by Nancy Wilson. And she like references this all the time. So, so aside from Rutherford, will this be your second Puritan or have you read? Yes. Other Puritan? Okay. No, no, this is my second. Okay. It's not something it's not, I am not a big, like, um, reader of Puritans or anything kind of weighty like that. So, um, it's stretching my reading. <laughs> You're going to love it. That's going to be um, such a helpful book. And then did I tell you I got this, a new Catherine, Katie Luther book? I don't, it, because you showed me that picture in the last one. Now I don't know if it was, if you told me about this one or not. Okay. So I got a new one. I, so for the listeners who do not know this, <laughs> so I got, I, I've been looking for a, um, a book on Katie Luther and I got one and it was terrible. <laughs> And to the point that Jared went and talked to the Zondervan reps and were like, this is slanderous of Katie Luther. It basically was saying that she was like a modern day feminist and Uh that she wasn't even a Christian, that she did not hold the faith of her husband. And um, it literally said in there, thank goodness Martin Luther didn't marry a weak and submissive woman like Calvin did. (laughs) Like. such a good example of why modern historians suck at their job. Yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was like, okay. So then we looked up the author and of course she's like a raging liberal egalitarian. It was a female? Yes. Okay. Yes. Raging liberal egalitarian. And so um, she was basically just writing the story of how she thought Katie Luther would have been because it's how she was herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jared went and talked to the Zondervan rep and, and, uh, he was like saying, this is slanderous of Katie Luther. This author is like super liberal egalitarian. And she's saying things about Katie Luther that I don't believe to be true. And many historians do not believe to be true. And the Zondervan was like, guy was like, let me see that book and look who the author was. And he was like, I'm not going to argue with you. I know that woman. And that's true. <laughs> do you remember who it was by chance? No, I don't off top who the rep was or who no the who the author was. No, not off top of my head. I can look. Okay. Um, just as a warning to all of our listeners, this is a really not good. It wasn't uh, Karen Swallow prior. So, anyways, um, they gave us credit for a free book <laughs> because Jared complained about it. Um, but I was like looking on Zondervan, and of course, I'm like, I don't want any of these books. <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I was thinking when you told me that. I don't want any of these. Okay, here it is. Uh, who's this by? Ruth A. Tucker, Katie Luther, the first lady of the Reformation. How do you spell Ruth her last a. name? Ruth A. Tucker, T U C K E R. 
Okay. So anyways, um, it just wasn't a solid book about her. I did not love it. Um, and to be completely fair, I read like the first two chapters and got that. So I guess I can't give like a solid, I read the whole book, uh, review on it, but those are my thoughts on the first two chapters. So if you read it, read it with scrutiny. Um, so anyways, I got a new book. Uh, this one was in the, um, back, uh, recommended in the, or it was like the, um, you know, references on the, in the back of Radiant. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, this yeah. is one of them that they used for the research for the book Radiant. And, um, this is Katharina Van Bora by Rudolph K. Markwald and Marilyn Morris Markwald. Cool. And so far way better. What chapter am I on? I'm just that reading list in the back of there is super solid. Yeah. So you can just tell that this one is actually like very historic and they're not uh, putting their own thoughts into it. It's just like giving the facts about her life. (laughs) When I read a history book now, I go onto Amazon. I look up the author. I read the bio and I try to find any other books by there by the same author, because you can usually tell, I think it is hard with history, but you can usually tell if it's going to be a fairly bias writing or not mm-hmm. based on that so yeah so it's cool. this one seems good so far I think I asked you before but you've not found a, any um Katie Luther biographies that you love no I I again I really want to read through that whole list in the back of Radiant well mm-hmm. wait it's not from Radiant is isn't it from Popes and Feminists no this one's in the back of Radiant Okay. Popes and Feminists has a good reading, reading list too. So I, I have okay. not made it very far through. I read, um, oh my goodness, Wesley, Susanna Wesley. I read a biography about her last year, but I haven't made it through specific biographies, more just like overviews of history from that time period. Okay. Oh man. I'm there's a million in the back of radiant because there's so oh, many yeah. different women yeah. um, that they talk about. There was another, there was a really cool looking biography at the Banner of Truth book uh, table at G3 that I took a picture of. Now I can't remember what it was. I actually have a McCarthy book where he did some biographies of different women that I really want to read. I've, I've read some excerpts from it and um, there was an older gal at church who had it and gave it to me and it looked super good. So it's a bunch of different women? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. It was really spot on what I, what I had read from it too. I'm starting to collect my like winter reads too, because I garden all summer and then I read about gardening all winter. Yeah. (laughs) What was that MacArthur book called? I'm trying to find it real quick. Okay. Yeah. I thought I took a picture of that. When Fathers Ruled is a really, really good book, um, written by an unbeliever, but very unbiased. Uh, family life in reformation europe that's really good but um oh it's called 12 extraordinary women by macarthur oh man i bet that is good yeah um i can't find that one i'll have to look in a minute but um yeah i i'm just like I told you the other day, it's just getting exhausting trying to buy new books these days (laughs) because i feel like i just don't trust anybody so I know. I also want to make my way. I've said this so many times, but through George Grant's books. Okay. I don't know who George Grant is. Um, he wrote, he has like a history series where he 
has different people like Wilson wrote the um, Ann Bradstreet one. Um, I have a couple of his where he does the different presidents, but he's, he's a Presbyterian pastor. Okay. He, I'm trying to think of what you would know him for. He was on the um, Children Are Still Murdered Here documentary. Did you watch that? Um, yeah. Yeah. So he does a lot of uh, like abolition type stuff, but he, oh man, his books are so good. He also has a worldview series where he just writes about a specific topic using a bunch of different people's quotes. So I read the one on gardening and he had like tons of different gardeners quotes. So it, it's like you're getting history because you're getting the first person perspective, but he's also tying it together in a Christian worldview way. And he, he covers a bunch of different topics like friendship, travel, um, trying to think of what some of the other ones are, but anyways, he's a delightful, delightful author. I really like him. Okay. Okay. Well, I can't think what the, I can't find that one book that I was talking about. I'll have to, I'll have to put it on here later. But um, yeah, I feel like Banner Truth is like one of the one solid publishers still that I mm-hmm. trust what they're putting out. So I know there's others too, but that's yeah. just a safe one for me. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. We don't even need to talk about woke publishers right now because that's a whole different mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this turned into a books podcast. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, that's, those are, you know, that's how it is. That's how we catch up. The like, what have you been reading? Shaping our our lives right now. Yeah. I, uh, I did a little story on some kids books that we're reading right now, which is funny because whenever I post it and then I saw that you had done a story on uh, books that you're using for canning right now. Mm-hmm. So we both have been thinking about books today, but, um, what do we say? So I was going somewhere with that. What would, what did we say right before that? <laughs> oh, oh, you oh, said I they're said a token or something like that. Okay. So yeah. yesterday in another house to uh-huh. podcast I listened to, she was talking uh-huh. about how, um, her and Mason were talking about how books are a like tangible token of formation in your life. And it's something that oh, you can yeah. hand to somebody and just how cool the thought of that is. It's like, yeah, this book, um, it, God is using to like form who I am and for, form my worldview and like how I think about things. And I can tangibly hand this to someone in hopes that God would encourage them yeah. the same way. Just how cool that, uh, I thought that was just a really neat analogy and cool way to think about books and the importance I of them. I think that's why it's so important to have reading friends is you can almost guarantee that your friendship is going to become stagnant or based on gossip. If you're not actually reading together. <laughs> And, I mean, or at least reading the word, yeah. like minimally reading yes. the word. Together. Yes. Mm-hmm. But even that, to be honest, even that, you know, among Christians is very, very rare among yeah. the wider evangelical church. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. That's one reason why I've loved in the Bible reading challenge with the women at Christ church is like, we always got something to talk about. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> it's so, so We're reading true. the same thing in scripture right now together. So yeah. All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap this one up. We've been talking a long time. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to our catch up, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Bye.